0: News Radio KCAA Loma Linda 1050 AM 106.5 FM and now 102.3 FM
1: welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show created and hosted by Scott Knudsen to explore the crossroads of horses and business now here's your host Scott Knudsen.
2: hi and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show I'm your host Scott Knutson. Thank you for joining us today. Whether you're watching our podcast on one of our many platforms or listening to us on the radio out in California on KCAA, our NBC affiliate, we want to thank you. Today we have a very special show, and I've been looking forward to it all week. Dr. Harry Anderson, a PhD, he is a founder of Total Feeds. Dr. Anderson, thank you so much for being on the show. This is I'm glad I'm here, and I appreciate being invited. Oh my goodness! I, I'm just uh, thrilled to death. I really appreciate it. So, so let's. I guess let's start from from the beginning. So, so did you grow up in agriculture in a, a rural environment, or and or did you come from like a city and move over to the agricultural industry?
3: When you say rural, you hit it. I grew up. I grew up. I was born right in the middle of World War II. Okay, in a dirt farm in North Central North Dakota. <laughs> And <laughs> uh, toughest environment in the United States. And uh, <laughs> I, I was I was born in I was born in a one room house in out in a farm in North Dakota in
2: 1943. Oh my goodness!
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, kind of all started from there. But uh, had had a, a really great upbringing. Uh, you know in rural America, of course, you know, but it's the finest place in the world to bring up children. And, and I chill, still, I'm so glad that I was raised there because I see other people come from other places and they were, we're just a little different, but but um, it, it was a small farm. We had, it was an old McDonald's farm. Do you know what that means? Really? Uh, we, had, we had everything. We had I love it. Chickens, pigs, cows, you know, horses, whatever, whatever. But uh, I sheep. My first uh, my first business uh, ownership of livestock was some uh, uh, orphan lambs, and uh, I, I built it. my sister and I. I had a sister a year older than me. We each got each got a, a lamb, and over about a six or seven year period, we had ended up with a thirty five sheep flock. And, uh, <laughs> That's we were big time. All
2: cotton. Oh, that's huge, man. That's big time right there.
3: Yeah. And so so, so right from the beginning, I've always been around animals until, until I got into the consulting and that kind of business. And I, I didn't have any animals anymore. But uh, just in that environment, you, the farmers made their living by raising different kinds of animals, milking cows and selling all their produce just to buy groceries. And so uh, uh, I caught that that thing in my mind, you know that that they they were useful, and uh, then then I got interested a little bit later when I was a when I was a third grader. My my first time I really purchased livestock and tried to make money. Uh, my folks didn't know it, but I saved up my pennies and I ordered. I went to the post office and uh, be in a small town of four hundred people. The post office uh manager he he made out a money order for me to buy 25 baby chicks and he sent that money order off and for three dollars and 85 cents i got a little box of 25 baby chicks well i never didn't give it any more thought came home from that school one afternoon and walked in the house and they said uh, you know anything about this and there, in the corner, were little cheap, cheap, cheeps. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to mention it. Oh no! And so, so that that was my first endeavor, and, oh. and from there, I, I ended up. I would own the milk cow and so on. But, but at that time, in the late forties, when I was getting up, uh, oh, and six, five, six years old, just ready to start school, we had the worst winters they'd ever had. We had like a hundred inches of snow. And uh, we, the only way to move around was behind horses. I learned at five and six years old to drive a, a pair of perch rums. Okay. And literally, I could drive them when we were hauling hay in from the field in the wintertime. Uh, they would put me on there to drive while they were loading hay. And I never gave it a thought till there was anything out of the ordinary when I look back, that was really exciting stuff. <laughs> and we, and we had, uh, draft horses. We had that team of horses around until I was about, Oh, 10 or 11 years old before really? they we finally let them go. That's when the horses really disappeared out of that whole country. I but see. so, but I'd never lost that passion for being around animals and, uh, through through high school, I didn't do a lot with them animals because I was I was a super jock, you know. In a class of fourteen and a school of fifty students, you, you know, you they had to have me around. Yeah, anybody that could bounce a ball and run straight <laughs> was
2: an athlete. Yeah, you're a star.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, never made it today. So, uh, but but. uh went through school and, and, uh, I, I like to tell people this because usually they get a little, uh, surprises that I graduated in the bottom third of a class of 14. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I,
2: I, so did proper, you try to do that or.
3: <laughs> I didn't try any to do anything. I just didn't <laughs> do anything, <laughs> I love it. But, but going back, they had, they had to pass me through, through high school because they needed me to play sports.
2: <laughs> so hey, it was, it's called uh, leverage.
3: And that, but, but then I, uh, back at that time, I, I really wasn't sure what I was going to do. I I've never had goals. And, and you'll find that out as we go talk about this, but right. I really never had long-term goals, but I, uh, they had to let me go, go to college in a land grant college because, uh, I graduated in North Dakota. They had to let me into the university, at least try me. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> Second year, they asked me to leave. Did they and really? So I moved moved out of the liberal school and and uh, they let me get into the land grant college, the ag college, which is the best thing that could ever happen to me. Right. Because all of a sudden, wow, this could be exciting. You know, this is something I love. So I I got a a bachelor's degree in animal science and uh, had no idea what I was going to do. I was ready to graduate and uh, had no idea about jobs. I I didn't like what I was seeing out there. And but one day I was standing in the hallway of the animal science office and a graduate student said, hey, do you see that on the bulletin board? And I said, see what? He said there's a they, they have a a fellowship available at South Dakota State University. I said, what's a fellowship? He said, well, go read it. And and uh, they were offering $3,200 a year for three years to get a PhD. Oh. So I said, well, I'll write him a letter. And so I wrote him a letter. And by this time my grades were up almost straight A because I got married in the process. that to do it. That that brought my grades up about two notches. <laughs> but, but I wrote them a letter and I thought, I'll never hear from them. They wrote a letter back and said, When can you come? So I I went to graduate school for four years and um, at and $3,200 a year, I could go to a lot of school. Absolutely. And uh, then when I got out of uh, graduate school, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> See, this is a pattern.
2: See, yeah, <laughs> I understand, but you keep going. You just keep going. Yeah, I just, but, but,
3: I had a, uh, one of my classmates had gone on ahead of me to the University of Wyoming and was a sheep specialist out there. And he called me and said, Hey, you know, they've got a job available, uh, extension job. I said, he, he said, you should look at it. Said, so lo and behold, they flew me out there. They hired me. So I spent three years in, in uh, Wyoming, getting my real education. Uh, I got in the book learning of South Dakota State. I, I had, you know, I had a pretty fancy degree. I had a a nutrition uh, major, a physiology minor, a chemistry, biochemistry minor, and a, and a pharmacology courses. And I thought, I'm in tall cotton. That can do anything. Well, yeah. they could care less. <laughs> How many that I had. And that was, that was a great, humbling experience to, to get on the, on the ground with real people in the state of Wyoming. Right. And uh, like I tell people, I did get my education there uh Love because that. i'm working with real people and that went that went fine but uh uh after about three years that the, they they were giving me pretty good pay increases but they don't pay well out there i don't know how yes. some of them stayed all those years but uh i had gotten uh i was a swine specialist for them and uh, there was a producer in wyoming that hired uh, that got me didn't hire me but he got me to testify for him against a big feed company because they'd done some damage to his hogs. And uh, and so I was, that was my first experience in the setting, court setting. So I testified against this, this big feed company because they did some things wrong. And uh, sure enough, he won the case and was ordered $100,000 against them. So I said, oh boy, they'll never love me again. A month later, they came and offered me a job.
2: You you must have impressed them. Or they wanted you from
3: the other side, one of the two. Yeah. So they came and said, do you want to be a feedlot consultant? And I said, what is a feedlot? (laughs) They said, well, we'll show you. I said, what is a consultant? (laughs) Well, we'll teach you that. So I I wore checkerboards for a lot of years.
2: (laughs) Gotcha. I understand. I won't tell
3: you which feed company it was. But I wore checkerboards for a lot of years. Makes uh, sense. And I, I became a feedlot consultant in the high plains country. If you've you sure you've been there, yes, sir. Uh, with those mega yards, and I ended up. Uh, long story short, I I, 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 they wore me out there. They sent me to North Dakota for a short, small district once. Almost wore me out there. They sent me back to, to Kansas, and that's that's where we ended. A partnership uh but uh they every everywhere i went for them they give me a small territory and within a year or two it was a huge territory running me ragged so finally i decided you know if i was my own boss then i could decide where to go <laughs> and so uh after been having been in the sales part of them and then nutrition and back and forth uh in 1989, I, I we parted a company and I hung out my shingle as a consulting nutritionist. And ever that's what I've been ever since is an independent business person. But at one time I was consulting with oh price, three quarters of a million head of camp uh <laughs> in several states out there. And uh, and it was good. Uh I was paid well and everything, but it got really boring. And then here's where things fall in your lap. One day uh, a veterinarian came to me, he's a USDA veterinarian in one of the packing plants. And he said, uh, he had some horses. He said, could you formulate a ration, one formula that would feed every horse in the world? So, uh, That's a tall request. If you've been in a feed store lately, uh, one formula for all horses and mules and donkeys. And, uh, but, uh, my ego was big enough that I, <laughs> I got a big ego. <laughs> I said, yes, I can do that. And so, uh, this is the next thing that fell, fell in front of me that, that I was willing to pick up. And that is that, uh, I, I sat down with, at, with a piece of paper one day in year two thousand, and I said, um, "Okay, now what? What does a cell need to survive and grow? Any cell, whether it's a bacteria or a cell in my body or whatever it is, uh, they all have the same kind of requirements." So I made a, a set of nutrients that would prov- would, would grow bacteria. It, it's a great bacterial grower, but it also feeds our cells. Okay. We, th- they need the same thing. So I wrote it down on a piece of paper, and uh, then I added some, you know, some hay and stuff for for horses and cows. It's the same formula today. It hasn't changed in twenty two years. Uh, stroke of luck, probably. I think someone was looking over my shoulder and and guiding me because I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> I really, I really don't think I am.
2: Oh but. my goodness. But it, but
3: it worked. So we're we're still uh, we're still selling that same exact formula with minor improvement variations along the way, but basically the same formula. And so that's what brought us to this place. Is uh, like uh, uh, you know people wonder how how I got here and uh, they say well how man you became so successful so fast i suggest my overnight success took about 35 <laughs> years or so
2: uh, isn't that something they yeah. don't understand
3: no no but uh but i i really believe that it's simply my hard work because i'm a workaholic yeah. uh I, I i'll work seven days a week if, if i can because i just love to work and uh And having that background, get some basics. Uh, You know, this is, I guess, a little advice for an entrepreneur. Get get some basic understanding of where you think you might want to go, and then just don't look, don't dwell on that. Put your head down, work as hard as you can, and see what happens. See where what comes of it. Right. Uh, And I have, like I said, I have not planned any of this, and here I am uh we're sitting here i've got uh, a, a company my wife mm-hmm. and i own this company now right. my two sons work for us and that's our entire company
2: isn't that we, amazing uh,
3: we are now uh selling feed in over 40 states have 1300 dealers and there's just the four of us uh people say well how do you do that well it's a different paradigm we're, mm-hmm. we're not doing it I've solicited a lot of help, but I don't hire them. I've I've spent enough time in large corporations to see how uh, wasteful that can become if you're not careful of hiring middle managers, et cetera, et cetera, and all kinds of managers. Uh, You get too many and they don't have enough to do, but you pay them. Now here, uh, I have independent people doing all the work, they buy product, they resell it. They make their own money. They don't work. They don't make any money. And right. so I don't have to worry about them. That's their choice. And, yeah. and everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah. They like yeah. the independence and so do I.
1: Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm
2: Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product, and we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today.
0: Total Equine. Total Bull. Total Canine.
4: Total Goat.
0: total people plus total feeds unparalleled excellence in nutrition
2: i can see the passion that you have but i think when you give them that autonomy if you want to make it you can make it then they have that passion and that desire to to do the job and 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 you have so many little people like I, i love your uh, Total Equine Tuesdays and some of your other videos and when when they talk when they speak about your product you can just hear the passion
3: yeah that's the kind of people we end up aligning ourselves with uh is uh that's why I I don't go out prospecting okay I have never walked in a feed store and said will you sell my product we uh we've done everything through referrals Uh, When we started the Total Feeds company, uh, well, 2008 is when I really kicked this whole thing off and quit consulting. That's when I got serious. Uh, We were selling maybe a half million dollars worth of product that year. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I quit because it looked exciting. And that's when I uh, finally gave up my biggest trailer. And my trailer story is that when I was consulting, I was... I was getting my feed made in a little hay plant in Nebraska, and I'd go there and pick up two pallets of feed in my <laughs> 16-foot bumper pole. And then I'd go down the road, and I'd consult and sell a little feed, consult and sell a little feed. And this went on for a couple, three years. And then all of a sudden, i thought, well, i got to have more feed. So I got myself a rickety old 20-foot gooseneck that could hold five pallets of feed, No. Yeah, five pallets of feed if i worked i had hard enough and it almost fell apart one there many days <laughs> but i so I, I did that for a couple of years and then i said uh-uh so i had my a special built trailer triple axle heavy Big duty boy. and and i could put nine pallets in there i was almost i could i could scale just about as much as a semi well, a half a semi i mean and so I thought that that's good. But then 2008 got away from me again. So I said, no more trailers. So we started hiring it down and, and we're doing about uh, 40 times that much today. Uh, <laughs> and, and back to my, my point about never asking a dealer to sell my feed, we, I get eight or 10 inquiries a week People wanting to be dealers, and so my job, main job, is screening prospects and and getting dealers set up uh, through my forty distributors that are independent distributors. That then I turn over to them, and they set them up. So uh, I don't I don't have to set them up; they do that. I don't have to service them; they do that. They ship the feed; I don't have to do that. So you ask me what I do.
2: You you talk to people like me, I don't know. (laughs) You have this great company.
3: Well, part of, of, uh, I shouldn't say it's all been referral period, but because over the past years, we got up to where we're doing about 30 trade shows a year.
2: You're all over the place. And it's so great for the industry to see that. Yeah, we
3: we just, uh, we were at trade shows almost constantly until COVID hit and mm-hmm. it just came to a halt. And uh, we I enjoyed every trade show I ever went to, uh, but the year that COVID hit, we did about six or seven trade shows and my business went up.
2: That's huh. embarrassing. <laughs> so if they didn't see you, sales went up? They, they, that was humbling. <laughs> Oh
3: no! Yeah. So why? Wow. What happened? Well, what we did it, it it kind of forced us to change our thought process and our paradigm of what we've been doing. Uh, we need to change our ways because right. during COVID, we suddenly we started really trying to get out over the airwaves, the internet, Facebook, all you name it, and so uh, we we've hired. Uh, a young lady part-time, uh, we, we just hire people part-time, but my son Corey is uh, the uh, kind of our marketing guy. And uh, he works with uh, Sadie, uh, Sadie Lynn, who used to be a cowgirl chick. And now she does our, some of that for us. I mean, that does that work for us, but we, we learned that we can reach far more people over the internet through Facebook and all of these, Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera. I don't even know who all they are, but she does. And mm-hmm. that, that, that's fine. I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so now we're doing more of that kind of marketing and, and it's working. We're reaching a new uh, group of people. Cause I've, I've done, you've probably seen that I've done a lot of TV work on RFD and that's been great. That's that, got me a long ways early in the early days but that that is not working for us now like it did then because our audience uh, on RFD is getting older every day and the young people aren't watching TV so if if you think you're going to go out and jump on TV like I did and get a bunch of stuff done you better be careful they're not there uh, the young people if they if they're not if you don't, if you don't have it on here, you ain't right. gonna reach it. Right. And that's what that's what we've learned, and that's what it taught us. So, so we're now we're doing stuff uh, that that these young people, as they're moving around, can look at their phone and they can get those little tidbits of information on. If they want more, they'll call me. So, uh, but I think by average, like with the total people, plus we still advertise that heavily on on television because. The average age that that we reach out there is somewhere between fifty five and ninety five.
2: OK, OK,
3: <laughs> not not twenty to forty five. And those are the ones we're after. Right. We, we need to get them involved with us. Um, and they are. Right. So so the, the covid, it was almost a blessing for us in that aspect that, that we had to change our way of thinking or just keep laundering ahead and watch things kind of deteriorate a little
2: bit it's kind of like your life story it's it's like your life story you know it's just something happens and the opportunity is there but you seize the opportunity and you go to the next deal right so
3: now now we sit here and uh, my son eric takes care of the trucking and and that the just logistics and and my son Corey he takes care of the, the internet and, and I, I get to do the thinking and planning of where, where are we going to go? I keep trying to think that I should have great plans, but I, but I also keep watching for that thing that's going to fall there.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Thank you for listening to The Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, The Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com.
0: Total Equine. Total Bull. Total Canine. Total Goat. Total People Plus. Total Feeds. Unparalleled excellence in nutrition.
2: I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, heard on KCAA Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code cowboy on checkout. Remember, that's promo code cowboy for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. I watched one of Corey's videos today, and, and, and I've been watching you for a long time. And I love hearing the professionals and, and the ones that aren't the professionals, you know, your, your people that have might have one horse, they, they enjoy once a week talking right. about your feeds and trying, and I love what you say about just good, simple nutrition. And I think that is so important. People can understand, it is, it. you know, I love so that important. people can understand that, you know, they want to understand what they're putting in their animals are now with right. total people with themselves. Right.
3: But the other thing, the other thing that uh, that that I, I get asked a lot is, they say, how, "How did you get these people to work with you?" Some, some of the people, like Chris Cox, Craig Cameron, you know, uh, Brett. Bobby Kerr. Yeah, Bobby Kerr. Yeah, and I say, simple: have a good product, yeah, and be nice to them. Treat Isn't them that like funny? Family.
2: It, it you know sure. it, it just goes back to being having a relationship and and putting out a good product. Yeah. It works. Right. I yeah. love it.
3: You know, uh I know I know you've done some work with Michael Johnson. Oh, I love and it. Yes. He, he uh he always he always tells people about the time that we first met. He was best kind of, he always he's always interviewing people, right? right. And so he said he wanted to know, you know, what makes people buy feed from you rather than somebody else? That's an odd question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and it just popped in my head. I said, people eavesdrop on my conversations. I said, even when, when I'm on TV, they're eavesdropping on my conversation. They, I'm not looking at them. They're not looking at me. Love it's it. totally non-intimidating. And uh, he told me later, he said, I've asked 150 people that same question. You're the only one that ever said, yeah, what you thought worked. <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. But <laughs> <laughs> Again, it was common sense. Nothing I, 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 I really never planned to develop into a salesman, right? That that just came from uh, I guess my upbringing in the rural community of being able to talk to everybody, absolutely on on their basis, right? And and listen, and he, here's a here's a little tip that I give salespeople. I, I have to beat some of them over the head to get them to understand <laughs> this. <laughs> if you're talking more than fifty percent of the
2: time, you're not listening absolutely that makes sense absolutely yes how do you know what they want to buy buy? they'll tell you what they want to buy if you just listen to them
3: yes Yes. i've had people that's close their own sale (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: can
3: i buy where do i get it
2: yeah i think i want to work for this company yeah absolutely they'll tell you what they need and you just fix the need right
3: right absolutely but but the uh I don't know if, i don't know if you want to go any other direction but yeah sure my uh i talk about the my my program is simple nutrition is simple uh i have so such simple things like uh the, the process that i use to make my my grain my product uh it maximizes the amount of digestibility an animal get the extrusion process that's a key, and people kind of scoff at my extruded feed, and it's expensive, but the people that use it swear by it, and and it's so simple. We've been wasting natural resources for a long, long time. We uh, and and I, well, to back up just a step, I was in the feedlot business for a lot of years, and the. In the feedlot business, there's one number in performance that's above all else, feed efficiency. How much performance do I get out of a pound of feed?
2: Right.
3: Driven into my skull, because I've gotten fired from Feed Yard because they didn't think the efficiency was good enough. <laughs> and and, uh, and that, that that'll happen, so. When I went over into the other species I said uh, there's got to be a way to to make feeding more efficient like horses do you ever hear anybody talk about feed efficiency in horses any or uh, fiber digestibility improvement yeah. or anything yeah. like that yeah. they just don't exist I always ask people I said has your has your feed company representative ever talked to you about improving uh, reducing the hay intake on your horse by 15 to 30%. And they said, no, why would they? Said, well, because it can be done. <laughs> so when I came here, I carried in my satchel, <laughs> a few little items that, that I used in the feed law business that would, uh, that would enhance uh, the efficiency of fi- uh, feed use. And uh, so one of them is the extrusion process. I love to show people the demonstration when I do a little talk, and I love to do lectures, but as you can tell, but I, uh, uh, I take a quart jar and about two, two thirds full of water and drop about 10 or 12 tibbles of my feed in there. And I take another one over here with the same water and I drop some pellets in there. And I say, okay, now you time it. Tell me when they dissolve. And in about two minutes, the, the extruded feed go and is disseminated through the whole bottle. And uh, I said, now, if you throw that in the gut, what do you think is gonna be the best digestibility? I don't have to say a word, yeah. they, they decide. And so that, that's very important. And, and the importance goes even further than that. Uh, not just the dissolving itself is important, but uh, I have three legs to my program the second leg and i tell the whole world this i'm not telling you any secrets uh, is the the kind of trace minerals i use there are whole there are different kinds and forms of trace minerals chemically a a trace mineral has to be combined with something or it it's going to react they're all positively charged with two positive charges okay and we're going to look for something to, to hook onto like an oxygen a sulfate or carbon monoxide or whatever it is. And so if if you put those in there, they may or may not get into the system in the right form because when they hit the stomach, they let go of what they're tied to and they become a free agent. And as they move into the small intestine, which they have to be absorbed in the first six or seven feet Or they're never going to be absorbed they're going to become really i didn't know that yeah that's that's a some people don't understand and so if you don't have the right form uh, to combine with the right protein molecule when it gets into that small intestine to go through the intestinal wall it's never going to be absorbed the ones i use are bound so tight that they don't react in the stomach they don't react in the first part of the small intestine they don't react in the intestine at all but they're t- so tiny they go down the track anywhere and are absorbed in about 95 percent efficiency
2: and that
3: that, that is why uh some horses flat improve so much so we can't explain right. because they were missing those things and then the third thing is something i worked with 25 30 years ago that people still are skeptical of and that's the effect of seaweed (laughs) everything i do including don't people have seaweed in them because it increases vasodilation more blood flow it is it slows up the growth and controls the growth of bad bad bacteria in the hind gut my hind gut horses cecum or colon and uh if you control the the E. coli's and salmonella's and those bad guys, the pH goes up a little bit, the fiber digestibility goes up, and you we, it, it's scientifically documented that you can increase that fiber digestion by at least 17% with that. Oh number. my goodness. And so that's why you, you put my program in, in bulls, uh, my total bull program, uh, their hay intake will go down by a third. If you
2: That's a big number. That's a huge number.
3: You put uh total equine in horses, and they they will go down at least 15%, sometimes up to 30%, depending on the egg quality.
2: And that's that's a very low anyway. Well, that's a value per dollar spend, right there.
3: Right. So so that that's what I am so proud of is yeah. the ability to do that for customers. Uh, if for nothing else, if I could just hear those stories every day, I'd be happy camper and you wouldn't have to pay me a dime. You know, <laughs> that's just so gratifying. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, through every product I have, which every product I have has the same basic micro pre- package in it, including humans, everyone's the same. Isn't that okay. Something? No and, and uh so every species we see those same kinds of effects uh and that's the other thing that i'm excited about you can take to- total equine and feed it to rabbits they do great on them. Really? Feed it. really elephants there are some elephants on it. It, it there were there were some elephants i don't know if they still are in fredericksburg
2: yeah they're they're, they're awesome. actually like three miles from me
3: yeah, they came out of California and they called yes, me sir. trying to find some joe equine on the way out here. And, <laughs> uh, and so I found them, a, a dealer, uh, they were going through Arizona. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still feeding them, but they said, boy, the elephant too great on it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and you can feed it to cattle, you can feed it to goats, you can feed it to everything, except sheep has got too much copper. I see. Uh, but, but it's the most versatile formula I've ever made in my life. that to me me is is so much fun
2: did you ever think when i think your son said this on his video you were climbing you would climb up the draft horse wagon back when you were like eight or nine years old to now doing what you do to feeding so many animals across the country and and helping so many people what a journey it
3: it it, yeah i can't i can't tell you how exciting it is
2: it's gotta be fun
3: and that's why i get up every day and and work and, yeah. and wait, wait, wait for this to ring. Somebody going to tell me a story.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. So, okay, so what's a funny question you've received? Just somebody just like, is there anything like unique or funny? Um,
3: well, <laughs> a lot of them aren't so funny. I, I mean, they shouldn't be funny, but uh, people ask me kind of, oh, I had a call the other day that it was unique. Uh, it had nothing to have to do with the feed it, but I had a, a gentleman call me and say, uh, um, uh, your bags are waterproof, aren't they? I said, Oh, and <laughs> I said, why? I said, the bag itself is waterproof, but the ends, I said, aren't. So you have to be careful of getting the near water. Water can kind of seep in the end. If you get it too much He said, well, I said I had my buddy Buy me 10 bags of horse feed and going to bring it to me. And he threw it in the back of his truck and he, without thinking, went through a car
2: wash. Oh, (laughs) triple clean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.
3: I thought he wouldn't have had to wash it for you. That's one of the oddest ones I've had.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, That's terrible. So I know the feed had not really changed, but have the bags changed besides being waterproofed on the side? Did you change Uh, the bag? No.
3: We started out, well, well, in the year 2000, we were using a plain white bag. Plain white. And until, I think, 2012, I sold everything in a plain white bag. And finally, got figured out. You know, if you put that a stack of that plain white bag in a in a feed store, and people are walking up and down the aisle and say all these beautiful bags, why would they stop and look at that dumb white bag? So Corey designed the uh, uh, the bags for us, and so each species has its own color, and that they, they come in different colors. Like uh, if if you look at uh totally Equine is this purple color lns uh, i mean that's kind of more brown to you right. as a man <laughs> this is a purple right
2: purple uh, yes sir
3: Corey, Corey. i said what purple he said that's for the barrel racers <laughs> <laughs> love it and, but but each each one has their own their own color identification and so it's just made us more professional I guess I don't know if that particular thing made any more sales but it but, does
2: uh, I think it does I think it can relate to the color it keeps it simple so cool. and and your numbers on there too isn't it yeah
3: oh yeah my picture and numbers on it that's a that's what blows people away too it
2: really it. does it really
3: yeah. does uh, they they'll call and and I'll say, uh, Total Feeds, this is Harry speaking. Is this Dr. Anderson? Yeah, well, <laughs> who'd you expect? <laughs> well, not you. I was waiting to say, talk to a machine. I said, there's, there's only one phone in the company right here. Isn't that? I love if call, that. If you, if you call Total Feeds, it's going to ring right here.
2: And it's on EverBag. Uh, you know, but once again, it goes back to sale. It's a relationship business, and you stand behind what you do, and that, it means everything.
3: That's right. If there's there's if there's a complaint, I want to hear them, and, right. and they're not going to get a salesperson that will have to shovel it up the ladder and up the ladder and up the ladder to get any resolve. I I can make a decision on handling those, you know, within thirty seconds. And we usually do. It's an either or deal
2: right right yeah right absolutely well you get to say the yes or the no so
3: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: my committee meetings last very short <laughs> absolutely so what's next for total feeds uh well uh i i'm not
3: sure but the way this is progressed you know, <laughs> i started with one product and then the total the bull people wanted the product so i made one for them and then the goat people wanted the product and and I decided we decided you know uh, all all of these cowboy a lot of these cowboys and barrel racers stuff they carry a dog with them whoa total canine came along, and so and then then hey, if we don't keep the the rider healthy and happy, why they're probably not going to do too well even though they have a great animal under them. So guess what came along next?
2: There you go.
3: The total people plus. Uh, to to help uh, help them stay on the road better and they do the ones that'll use it uh, swear by it that that it helps them with more stamina and energy just like their animals uh, they say well what do I do for me and I said what does it do for your horse <laughs> well I, I said it's gonna do the same thing for you
2: <laughs> it's the only company I know of where if it works for your horse you can try it you know yeah
3: and, that's right because we, we've had people eat horse feet uh, you know they, thought. Oh yeah, they they'll come punch on. on it like popcorn. <laughs> <There's> nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I say you you don't have you don't have to have this if if you eat about a half a pound of horse feed a day.
2: <laughs> Buy the pills. This is yeah. Just better. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love your your logo on your shirt. That yeah. Where well, you found that? That
3: that is a, uh, an ancient Norwegian logo. That emblem that stands for uh, wealth through hard work and livestock
2: it sums so, it up, doesn't it? Yeah, I love
3: that. So, and we get a lot of we get a lot of comments about once. Why we're we running somebody that said, "Oh yeah, I know what that is."
2: <laughs> really?
0: Oh, yes. Nice.
3: We've had people at trade shows say, "Oh yeah, I know what that is," but they're usually. Norwegian in the background.
2: <laughs> Makes it <sense. laughs> Makes sense. Oh my goodness. Well, man, I've but, had, so- sir.
3: The, but, but uh, that, that is our background. We, uh, oh, and uh, by the way, my, my partner, Margaret, that owns a company with me, uh, we grew up on neighboring farms. And so we've been, we've known each other for about seventy seven or seventy eight years now and we've been married fifty fifty eight years this year and uh we're uh, we're planning to go a lot further as far as working't that I've awesome. got my retirement party tentatively scheduled for uh august twenty
2: first two thousand and forty three <laughs> I love it I love it you might have to that's, extend that's it a my little 100th bit birthday <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, how fun is that! You working with your partner like that, your wife, and just your kids, and and just yeah. uh, making a difference.
3: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we we uh, a lot of people envy us for that, and uh, that was that, that's something that wasn't planned either. Uh-huh. They they didn't come on board till one was on each coast, and they had jobs and doing fine, and and uh, then I said, hell. <laughs> they came
2: running. So you <laughs> built it, and they came.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. I hadn't thought about it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Your next bag, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Doctor uh, Doctor Anderson, thank you so much for being on the show today. I, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for what you do for the industry too. Your whole family is really making a difference. Well. We're we're we're
3: proud to do that and we're glad that people out there appreciate it because uh that, that's the most gratifying thing we can get.
2: Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show.
3: You bet. If they want to reach me, it's on the bag. Or they can they can call me direct at six two zero two seven two one zero six five or Harry at totalfeeds.com.
2: Love it. I love it. And, and uh, the website is great, but I love the YouTube videos, YouTube total feeds. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. So great.
3: You, anybody wants to learn about our programs, as you well know, can learn everything there is about it on, on our YouTube. We have over 500
2: of them now. Oh, there is so, I was going to close the show, but I'm glad we're still talking because, you know, like you said earlier, you know, I, I watch them or listen to them at the barn. I did a couple today and then I'll listen to you and bobby kerr talk about the total the, the total people but uh driving down the road you can just listen and be entertained and and learn something sure. about your horse or whatever like sure. stuff. yeah well thank you so much for being on the show thank you
1: thank you to all the great sponsors of the cowboy entrepreneur show if you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the cowboy entrepreneur show please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com.
2: Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product, and we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today.
4: We've all heard jokes that begin with, a rabbi, a priest, and a minister walk into a bar. Well, a rabbi, a minister, and a deacon actually walk into the KCAA studios every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. to host the radio program, Religion on the Line. And that's no joke. Together, they offer a mixture of humor and serious conversation about things that really matter in life and how to make our lives happier and more fulfilling. They compare religious doctrine and learn from each other while bringing a unique perspective of religion to the KCAA audience. Listen every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. for Religion on the Line, the intersection of humanity and divinity. Right here on KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listeners behind.
2: What does the WeatherBug app tell you?
0: My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza,
2: not a tennis racket.
0: With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf, host of Ask Dr. Love, the number one relationship advice show in America, brought to you by Membrace & Life, the number one vaginal moisture supplement. If you're scared to stick your toe back in the dating pool or your relationships are rocky or your sex life is sagging, have no fear. Dr. Love is here. I'm the number one best-selling author with 40 years in the love trenches. Tune in to Ask Dr. Love Tuesdays, 7 to 8 a.m., and tune up all your relationships.
4: This is Joe Lyons. Ontario International Airport would like to now honor the memory of those who have made the great sacrifice for our country on this Memorial Day. On Memorial Day 2022, we remember Army First Lieutenant Robert L. Howard, who served his country above and beyond the call of duty. On a rescue mission in Vietnam, then Sergeant First Class Howard and his men were attacked by a large enemy force. An enemy grenade exploded nearby and Howard was wounded. When he saw his platoon leader also seriously wounded and exposed to fire, Howard crawled through a hail of bullets to drag his wounded leader to safety. He rallied his platoon to direct fire on the encircling enemy and for three and a half hours the small force and supporting aircraft repulsed enemy attacks until rescue helicopters could land. For his gallantry in action and his complete devotion to the welfare of his men at the risk of his life, First Lieutenant Robert L. Howard was awarded the Medal of Honor for service above and beyond.
1: Ontario International Airport is proud to offer over 65 daily nonstops, stops more than 25 destinations. Our speed, customer experience, and easy access is what's made us your Southern California airport. And, ONT will be celebrating through the end of the year with surprises throughout the airport to commemorate our five-year anniversary of travel transformation and growth. So when it's time for you to fly, remember, faster is always better when it comes to your airport. Visit SoCalSoEasy.com to start planning your travel today.
4: And
0: News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he was misled by law enforcement over a school shooting in Uvalde. Abbott told reporters he's livid. He told the public inaccurate information and wants law enforcement leaders running the probe to get to the bottom of it. Today we learned that 78 minutes elapsed before police finally confronted the Texas school gunman after several 911 calls from students, parents of the 19 children shot and killed at Robb Elementary, found out police waited for reinforcements before breaching the classroom door where the gunman was holed up. What's more, officials with the Texas Department of Safety say a teacher propped open a door before the mass shooting. The NRA is holding its annual convention this weekend in Houston. Following the shooting in Uvalde,
4: protesters are mounting outside of the NRA convention, which is being held in Houston. David Hogg, who survived the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida, in 2018, is confident that this week's school shooting in Texas will lead to change. There's over 85% support for universal background checks. We passed those in the wake of the shooting in Parkland, Florida, in a deeply Republican legislature. He was part of a rally put on by different teachers groups. They oppose efforts to put more guns in classrooms. I'm Brad Siegel.
0: Dr. Mehmet Oz is declaring victory in Pennsylvania's Republican U.S. Senate nomination race. Trump-backed Oz made the announcement over social media, even though a full recount is underway with his primary opponent, David McCormick. I am blessed to have earned the presumptive Republican nomination for the United States Senate. Former President Trump previously urged Oz to declare victory in the primary, saying if he didn't, he would be cheated out of a win. Wall Street is capping its comeback week with a strong rally. At the closing bell, the Dow gained 575 points to 33 to 12. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. You're
4: on board Casey.